Do you want to hear uh, Chat BT's uh, recommendation for our intro? Sure. Welcome, listeners, to today's episode where we'll be diving into the world of commercials. Love them or hate them, commercials are an integral part of our daily lives. They're on our TVs, radios, social media feeds, and even on the sides of buses. But have you ever stopped to think about why commercials exist? What makes a great commercial? And how do advertisers come up with those catchy jingles and slogans that we can't seem to get out of our heads? Join us as we explore the history of commercials, the psychology behind advertising, and some of the most iconic campaigns that have shaped our culture. Whether you're a marketing guru, a pop culture aficionado, or simply someone who can't resist a good jingle, this episode is for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn about the fascinating world of commercials. That's actually not bad. <laughs> When the clock strikes half past six, babe, time to head for golden lights. Hey, it's a good time for a great taste dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac tonight. Come on, make it Mac tonight. Good evening, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Commercial Zone, the podcast where we take a deep dive into marketing campaigns of yesteryear. I am Christopher Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. On this uh, first episode of this brand new podcast, we're going to be talking about a uh, little McDonald's, series of McDonald's commercials from the late 1980s known as Mac Tonight. Mac Tonight. Come on, make it Mac Tonight. So what you're saying is, it's time to fly to the moon, ladies and gentlemen. Or fly me to the moon, even. Fly us to the moon. Give us McDonald's for dinner. <laughs> dinner! Hey! Hey! So, um, let's start by... Do you want to start by uh, saying what Commercial Zone's all about? Sure. Yeah, since this is the uh, the first episode that... Uh, yeah. That... Well, we're recording and probably going to be the first episode that you're hearing, unless you're joining us from the future, in which case, welcome. And also, how much are Big Macs in the future? Yeah, because don't let me tell, tell you me that they're any more than 99 cents. Because let me tell you, uh, in watching all of these commercials and folks, there were over 27 of them and I watched all of them. Uh, I was astounded by some of the uh, prices of uh, Big Macs, even as recently as like 1997 yeah which at the time of recording is 26 years ago and holy shit do i feel old by saying that <laughs> how much were they in 97 do you remember uh one of the commercials uh, pr uh priced from uh, from 1997 priced a mcrib at a dollar 49 now american so uh... yeah so probably would have been like 249 canadian not bad not bad yeah folks we're based in canada by the way <laughs> yeah hello Hello, hello from the Great White North. So we're, uh, yeah, we we deep dive on some commercials. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a, a passion project of mine. I came up with the concept for this show a few months back, and we were actually planning on originally launching this show back in uh, January of 2023. Mm -hmm. And at the time of recording, it is March of 2023. The reason why we didn't is because uh, I had a weird throat condition. <laughs> going on in January of this year that lasted for probably about a month. And so 
I didn't really want to launch a new show with my voice not being all it could be. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on this show, this show is probably going to be bi-weekly or monthly. I haven't quite decided yet because this is going to be a research-heavy uh, podcast, unlike the other podcasts that we do, uh, Too Much Energon, which is a Beast Wars-centered podcast, and the Lasercomb podcast, which is a show where we uh, review random episodes of classic TV series. Well, indeed, in the Lasercomb podcast, uh, part of the amusement, perhaps even frustration, um, <laughs> of listeners uh, is that like we go into whatever we're reviewing like completely unawares completely cold yeah yeah we'll watch a random tv show random episode of it and our take and review is on knowing nothing outside (laughs) of what we just watched yeah (laughs) and that that is uh part that uh, when i came up with the idea for that show a couple of years ago that was uh part of the at least at least in my opinion anyway uh, right from the get-go i'm like part of the fun of this show is going to be just reviewing a show knowing absolutely nothing about it and yeah, just because trying we're not to reviewing those episodes like fans of the show and indeed <laughs> and indeed we don't like a lot of the things that we end up reviewing uh but it is it is interesting but this this is different we yeah, are that... not talking about you know half hour 45 minute long like show no this is uh this is a, a research heavy uh podcast uh, about old commercials and marketing campaigns and so because of the uh research heavy nature of this podcast uh this isn't going to be a weekly show yeah this is going to be a show that comes out probably at, between i don't want to commit to a like firm schedule but it's it's going to be a show that probably comes out between every two to four weeks yeah yeah Yeah. and so this what we're what we're talking about as mentioned is uh the 1980s mcdonald's uh series of commercials called mac tonight uh this is we're starting off with mac tonight because this is something that i've been wanting to talk about for a very very long time um, I am just, just, just barely old enough that I actually remember seeing some of these when I was a young uh, child. I did. I don't remember seeing any of it. I just know it from like n- nostalgia bombs and references and uh, memes, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. Well, what what Mac tonight is is like what what is okay. So the commercials feature. Feature a character named Mac tonight, who is a uh, kind of a like 1950s inspired, like jazzy type dude, like a lounge singer, lounge singer uh, with a moon for a he- crescent moon for a head and sunglasses, some very stylish sunglasses and a suit. Yeah. Uh, singing a song also known as Mac tonight, which is a uh, rendition of uh, the song Mac the knife as made famous by Bobby Darren. <clears throat> Mac the nut all comes together. Yeah, and uh, uh, indeed, the person that had wrote the the pitch for it was inspired by. Oh, by absolutely! That. Perhaps a little bit too much, but again, we'll we'll come back to that uh, a little bit later. Yes, yes, we will. Um, the downfall of Mac tonight, if you will, <laughs> the rise and fall of Mac tonight, the 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 canceling, if you will, of Mac tonight. 
could it could it be that uh mac tonight is one of the earliest victims of cancel culture stay tuned <laughs> stay <laughs> tuned to find out uh so, so uh, yeah he's he's uh now here's the thing anyone young and old or young enough like google whatever we're talking about of course but um it might just seem freaky that this was a successful very by the way Extremely. very successful marketing uh iconography uh character um uh, probably much more so than uh at least during the 80s uh than ronald mcdonald himself i'm, I'm gonna come out and say it the the look of mac tonight which if you're young uh and have never seen these commercials before uh google it and uh, let us know in the comments if you think that this is genius or some kind of arcane horror <laughs> <laughs> something that'll give you nightmares tonight um and uh, or maybe both or maybe both <laughs> or maybe both um i it's kind of fever dreamish for me like whenever i see i can like whenever i see f like fan art of mac tonight i'm like oh yeah which yes folks there is fan art of oh, mac so tonight. much <laughs> so much yeah and um ai upscaling 8k <laughs> upscaling of certain commercials which i was shocked about yeah i uh, i also want to give a shout out to the youtube channel mac tonight eight the number eight which is where i got the commercial that i inserted into the beginning of this podcast and he that channel also has like created playlists of the entirety of the mac tonight campaign so it was a uh, it was quite a treasure trove for me to find. <laughs> so how did this start off? Somebody thought of, hey, how about a moon man? He's classy, jazzy dude. So this, uh, the the uh, Mac Tonight marketing campaign began in uh, 1986. It was originally a local, like a local regional thing in Southern California, uh, particularly Los Angeles. And it was designed to uh, drive up business, like the after 4 p.m. business of McDonald's. And when I was looking into this, this is actually something that uh, I had completely forgotten was a thing. But I remember uh, back in the day, like back in the 90s and whatnot, uh, things uh, at McDonald's periodically, they would have prom like promotions where after 4 p.m. like things would be cheaper. And it was to... It, it was definitely a thing. Like I, oh, I really, yeah. Uh, and this was a Jealous. thing. Jealous. <laughs> it was a thing that fast food places did a lot back in the day. Was to to drive a business. They would uh, their prices would get lower after like a certain time of night. Uh, the only, I think, the last place that I saw that did that was uh, Subway. As recently as like a few years ago, after eight p.m., you like you could get like two subs for like. 11 bucks or something like that i kind of recall something like that yeah things being cheaper at subway but yeah. it's so weird to think of like fast food culture now like you go there around dinner time and you're waiting in a line for sure oh yeah yeah and uh yeah it, it's kind of wild to think about but for something that was common so common at one point which is lower prices on a uh fast food menu after a certain time of day it's such a crazy concept to think about nowadays but it was pretty common 
Brad at one point. So they so Mac tonight was to drum up business in the in the evening. In the evening, yeah, it was created by the Los Angeles advertising firm Davis Johnson Mogul and Columbato. Column Columbato. Huh. <laughs> I almost said Columbo, which would be a very different uh, Columbato Columbo. You know, tomato tomato. Toma- tomato tomato. Uh, potato tomato. Potato tomato Columbo. Col- Clamato. <laughs> uh, the agency was inspired by the uh, uh, classic song Mac Mac the Knife, which was made famous by uh, uh, in the United States by singer uh, Bobby Darin in 1959. Now, <clears throat> I listened to that song, by the way. Odd choice. Odd choice. I... <laughs> now, this was part of a big wave and... Uh, just for for proof of this like go watch like any number of films from the 80s but uh 50s nostalgia was quite big in the 80s amongst the yeah uh, baby, yeah good point yeah amongst the baby boomer crowd which is who they were trying to attract they were trying to tap into the um the the 50s nostalgia of the 1980s like hell back back to the future is like almost like literalizes 50s nostalgia in the 1980s right? like by quite literally by someone going back to the 50s <laughs> the good old days uh, the good old days, you know, when uh, when everything was great in the world for absolutely every group of people. Everyone. Everyone, right? <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Uh, no? No, <laughs> it wasn't. Hmm. Well, sh- well, shit, maybe we shouldn't go back. <laughs> go forward. Uh, and indeed, uh, the musical stylings of Mr. Moonsuit Man um gives me heavy this is just an 80s thing not like a directly inspired thing um max headroom vibes yeah totally the um the character like the character was created very different characters mind you they're they're very different but the character was created to try and like tap into that like cult classic like cult following uh that max headroom had in the 1980s so max headroom it's funny that you bring that up because max headroom was part of what inspired at least at least like the look uh the bizarre look of mac tonight yeah i just had a feel (laughs) but um he was supposed to be appealing you know hey instead of going home and you know having family values and eating around the dinner table why not come to mac tonight why not why not come to <laughs> mac tonight for dinner hey for dinner hey um yeah the commercials are pretty uh pretty pretty, pretty catchy catchy um uh good good luck getting good luck getting that mac tonight song uh out of your head at any time in the near future <laughs> And indeed, um, the way the character moves and is like on screen uh, is credited to the uh, the actor cast as Mac. Uh, yeah, he was portrayed, and I only uh, found this out like maybe a year or two ago. I did a deep dive on uh, Mac tonight. Uh, uh, I, I guess a couple of years ago now. I did a deep dive today. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was uh, portrayed by actor Doug Jones in one of his very first roles. Uh, now, who is Doug Jones, you might ask? Doug Jones is uh, an actor, uh, most commonly, right, at least right now, known for being uh, uh, Saru in Star Trek Discovery. Often, Doug Jones is 
an actor with prosthetic makeup. That's the best way to describe his career. To the point that until I looked at a photo of him today, I had no idea what he looks like, what he actually looked like. Right? Like, uh, I want to say he's the, like, the fish man in Hellboy. Uh, Abe um, Sapien, he is. Uh, he frequently collaborates with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he was oh, the... Pan's, yeah, he Pan's was Labyrinth. In, he was in Pan's Labyrinth. He was in uh, both of those del Toro uh, Hellboy movies. Uh, he played the uh, the loving fish man in The Shape of Water, a movie that I'm... I was going to ask. Yeah, he's I, the fish man in that, right? that a movie that i'm still that i still think is absolutely bananas that it won best picture at the oscars our weird romance about a woman uh fucking a fish man understanding those that are different and saving him from the uh institution that has oppressed him i've never actually seen that movie but that neither have i but i that that seems like as good i'm cycling reviews for it Ah, uh, yeah. So he was in those Hellboy movies. Uh, he played uh, uh, the Silver Surfer, and he did the mocap. Well, actually, that was a CGI role, but um, I guess he did the mocap for the Silver Surfer in that second Fantastic Four movie. He's very good at body acting, and, and indeed, it shows. It, and indeed, it shows in his performance in these commercials. His movements are extremely animated. Yeah, it's he's it's it's pretty good. The, uh, it, it, it touched on something weird. Like I, I wasn't alive as an adult around that era, but I can see how this was like groovy. <laughs> there we go, groovy. Yeah, groovy. you can see how this is appealing. Yeah, groovy dinner. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess um, it worked. And yeah, boy, so howdy. I- yeah, boy, howdy. So as I mentioned, this uh, started off in uh, Southern California. Uh, its popularity, it took off like wildfire to the point that it, in less than a year, the uh, these commercials spread like nationwide into the U.S. and into Canada as well. And in other countries, like there's and, yeah, uh, these commercials. I watched ran- a South Korean mac tonight commercial i I was gonna say these uh these commercials ran in japan south korea france germany uh australia the uk um a lot of merch like it turned out the character itself himself was marketable yeah to the point that in uh i think it was 1988 there were happy meal toys of mac tonight yeah, I saw I saw that when I was deep diving. I was like, "Oh man, the Happy Meal toys are mag tonight." Fuck! I wish I wish I maybe I'll look on YouTube sometime. See or not YouTube, uh, eBay. See if I can get my hands on some of these Mac tonight Happy Meal toys. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I was even reading that it got to the point there were a total of over like around thirty ish television appearances either in commercial form or like guest starring or yeah uh, uh, about that yeah yeah i think the exact number is 27 but uh who knows i think it was 27 appearances from the actor oh by doug jones yeah yeah by doug I guess. jones and some of the later commercials featuring uh, uh mac tonight the character eventually the character just became cgi yeah which is it shows Oh, it, oh, does it? (laughs) (laughs) 
but um it, I, I was reading up on it not only was it successful um they had like there was a mini comic and not only that there were like guest appearances by you know like a, a mass mascot actors hired to show oh, up on certain locations actually go to the restaurant actually go to the restaurants yeah um, and he had to pay attention to commercials or like uh, radio or television commercials to catch where he was going to show up as like a publicity thing and boy before, did people back, back before the days of the internet and boy did people show up apparently like hundreds uh, uh mac tonight uh McDonald's said that the uh, ad campaign uh, was extremely successful to the point that it had, contri had contributed to an increase of over 10% in dinnertime business uh, in California alone. And as you mentioned, uh, 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 per Wikipedia, a crowd of 1,500 people <laughs> showed up just to, just to see the character at a McDonald's restaurant. And it wasn't just uh, actors uh, in costumes appearing at some of these restaurants. Eventually, McDonald's started building animatronics, uh, installing animatronics of Mac Tonight in restaurants. Right. To the extent that in, uh, what is it, the world's largest entertainment McDonald's, which is also known as Epic McD, which is a great name. That's a great name. <laughs> Epic McD? So, hold on, what is this? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Epic McD is a uh, McDonald's restaurant uh, in Orlando, Florida. The restaurant has a floor area of 19,000 square feet, making it the largest McDonald's in the world by square footage and offers menus with options that are exclusive to the restaurant and cannot be found elsewhere, including brick oven pizza, Belgian waffles, pasta dishes, omelets, and additional items on the gourmet bistro menu. Okay, so this is more than just a fast food place and hell, even like a restaurant, but 19,000? 19,000 square rides? feet. There like, is. There oh, is okay. A, <laughs> there is a 20, it features a uh, 22 foot tall play, play area with over 100 uh, arcade games and a uh, waving 30 foot tall image of Ronald McDonald at the entrance. Whoa, that's wild. I wonder if they still have those old GameCube and Nintendo 64 like setups, those rigs. So I miss uh, those, man. <laughs> uh, Ep Epic McD actually still features, and it is the last uh, McDonald's restaurant to do so, still features an animatronic of Mac Tonight in it. Does it sing? It does. And oh, rad. <laughs> and uh, speaking of singing, I had mentioned that the song Mac Tonight was based on uh, uh, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. That wasn't the song that was used in every single commercial. No. No. Uh, sometimes uh, one commercial used uh, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Uh, some featured uh, completely new uh, uh, variations of Mac Tonight uh at like versions at lower tempos or just like uh with completely different music accompanying oh them. yeah some there were no uh lyrics they were like commercials right with like somebody like explaining like what's going on and their deals and it would just have mac tonight like playing the saxophone in the background right yeah 
Uh, a, a September 1987 survey by AdWatch found that the number of customers who recalled Mark McDonald's advertising before any other doubled from the previous month. And this was just after uh, wow. uh, Mac Tonight had gone national. And it was higher than any other company since the new Coke launch in 1985, which new Coke is something we'll probably talk about on this podcast eventually. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the original campaign, uh, which just featured the uh, McDonald's moon man, Mac tonight, uh, you know, just uh, flying around on a cloud. There's one commercial in particular that I like that actually has him on like a roller coaster. Like his yeah, piano saw, is a roller coaster. It's, that, it's going yeah. slow, but I think that's actually might be my favorite Mac Tonight commercial. So that's the rise of of Mac Tonight, and this oh. was a long successful. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a long successful uh, series of commercials. The original campaign ran from uh, 1986 to 1988. 1986 at the uh, regional level, 1987 and 1988 at the uh, national level. Uh, in 1990, uh, the commercial commercials shifted to McDonald's uh, "Blast Back with Mac" campaign, which still featured. Uh, uh, Mac tonight, but this time now what blast back with Mac was that say say that three times fast blast back with Mac blast back with Mac black black but back to that how the commercials went <laughs> no these ones featured a um uh, uh traditional like 1950s style like doo-wop type band performing in front of a crowd of teenagers uh again even leaning even harder into the 1950s nostalgia. Now, what uh, Blast Back with Mac was, was essentially uh, you could, whenever you bought drinks, and you still see this to this day at McDonald's, like with their um, uh, McDonald's Monopoly games, where you can peel off a tab off of the side of a drink. But in Blast Back with Mac, what they did was these were essentially just coupons to give you uh, 1950s pricing of McDonald's items. So a cheeseburger for 25 cents or a, uh, a Big Mac for 59 cents. It's pretty clever. It, it is pretty clever. And uh, uh, it worked for a time. But also to get into the uh, uh, very briefly, uh, the matter of inflation, which is a, a serious problem in the world right now. Think about this. Big Macs in uh, the 1950s, 59 cents. Big Macs 40 years later in the 1990s on sale for 99 cents. Big Macs today, 30 years later, like eight bucks. <laughs> uh, right? More than double. Yeah, so 150 year, 40 year period, the price doubles. The next 40 year period, it goes up like five times. So wages went up that much, right? 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 We're all making $50 an hour minimum wage, right? <laughs> oh. But that's on our other social. You can hear our social commentary uh, on our Patreon. <laughs> yep. We have a, a, a Patreon, which I'll uh, talk about later on at the end of the show. But we have an exclusive podcast on there, which is a lot more off the cuff, uh, talking about... Uh, Talking about things in the in the world that uh, that bother us or make us happy, mm -hmm. like this commercial. That's right. Yeah, this was <laughs> just a thing of joy. I'm sure there was no malicious maliciousness behind 
any of its uh, campaigning. Oh, other than to make money. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? <laughs> it's all about making money. And dinner. Hey! And dinner! <laughs> hey! Uh, uh, so, uh, so yeah, we got we got some rapping, Mac. We got some blast back, big, big Mac, Mac attack. <laughs> <laughs> big um, Mac, big Mac snack attack. The big Mac go. snack attack with Shaq and Mac. How come yeah, that it, didn't happen? Shaq was huge in the, well, mid-90s, I guess, is when Shaq fever took over. But that's another, it's for another episode. I mean, we could talk about Shaq Fu at some point, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. The, but the, yeah, uh, it, it did come to an end. Uh, though, it came I to hear. an unfortunate and sudden end in uh, uh, 1989 slash 1990 ish because uh bobby darren the as i mentioned the recording artist of not even the original version of the song mac the knife but just the song that really uh, the version that really popular popularized the song in the united states uh bobby darren's son uh uh dodd darren uh claimed that the song infringed upon his father's trademark without without prior permission and filed a lawsuit as well as an injunction for the song to be removed from both TV and radio ads. As a response to the lawsuit, McDonald's stopped airing the commercials and retired Mac tonight after four years of usage. I feel and like never that saw him again. I feel like that lawsuit wouldn't go anywhere nowadays because nowadays they could just claim uh, fair use under on based on the grounds of parody. And indeed, um, I mean, I'm no copyright you, lawyer. How do but... you, sue for like likeness of style right right because he didn't even originally write the mm. yeah no he didn't i mean it's like it's not like anyone's suing weird al yankovic for his parody song he always works with he always collaborates with the artists yeah that's fair yeah right like collaborates with them and lets them know hey can i blah 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 and like work on this and sometimes they even work with him on like writing a new a new version right so they're the the, the theme song to the uh, 1987 film Spaceballs is a clear parody of the superman theme john williams isn't suing mel brooks <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> uh, uh the 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 um mortal combat theme is a uh, clear homage slash ripoff of the two unlimited song from 1992 called Twilight Zone. Too Unlimited isn't suing Mortal Kombat. I guess, yeah, like, what do you get out of that stuff? I guess, like, do you know if he got money? Uh, like, hush money? Or it just was, like, a cease and desist thing? Uh, McDonald, they, they settled out of court. Okay, so he got money from it. He, he got money from it, and McDonald's uh, stopped airing the commercials. There was one final Mac tonight that, uh, part of this campaign that aired in 1990. But then after that, the character was retired until making a sudden uh, resurgence on one commercial in 1994, advertising, uh, which was a new thing at the time. Uh, McDonald's now, certain McDonald's restaurants now being open 24 hours. Damn. Uh, the character made another comeback a couple of years later in 1996 and 1997 um, as a more, more of a like animatronic type character more so much more so than a real person i don't believe doug jones was in these commercials right uh these commercials weren't terribly successful and i think it part of the reason is because 50s nostalgia was long since over by 1997 
Pe- people had moved on to like 60s and 70s nostalgia at that point. Yeah, there was a, a two th- mid 2000s uh, CG uh, commercial that was like kind of successful in like Korea. Uh, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and the Philippines. Uh, oh, is in, that where it was? In 2007, uh, McDonald's brought back a CGI version of the character, and it was actually fairly successful over there. All right. Ghost CG Mac. <laughs> you know, you know what I would have liked to have seen was like Doug Jones as Mac tonight on like the late show with David Letterman or something. I was going to say, or band. Saturday Night Live or Saturday oh. Night Live. Yeah. Or, or as the no when you yeah as the band not yeah as an interviewed the camera just cuts and he's just <laughs> miming the saxophone yeah yeah he's just part of like the tonight show band <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty groovy but yeah or like an uh, there must be an snl skit here or there with mac tonight in it uh there might there might be i didn't i couldn't find i didn't nothing came up when i was looking for mac mm. tonight videos on youtube maybe they but... don't want to touch on uh, certain uh um certain risque uh uh okay well i'll just say it should we should we move past all the the advertising and move on to meme territory uh, right before that, one thing I wanted to mention, and this actually surprised me because it was, I, I discovered this while I was watching like, uh, Mac tonight, a compilation videos on YouTube. Uh, he actually, in a way kind of cameoed in an episode of the Simpsons. You shared that with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Homer, I, 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 I don't know what they call co- the context for it was, but like Homer, like grabs a cardboard standee of Mac tonight. And Lisa even says, dad, that's Mac tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get into talking about the, uh, the, the meme ability of uh, Mac tonight. The meme ability. Yeah. Which I had not known about until I started to look into it today. I I actually heard about the, um, the, the, uh, mcdonald's moon man memes on a podcast that i have been listening to for years it was, it was uh one of the uh the co-hosts at the time uh brought up the the moon man memes mm. so anyone listening doesn't know like they were like me uh around mid 2010s uh moon man memes started uh making their way around the internet, so probably originating on 4chan. And uh, it actually originated on um, the site uh, uh, YTMND.com. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. Of course dog. it did. It originated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually used to like that site back, so in, did like, I. back in like 2005. I remember there was one that was... Um, and this was around the time that uh, Star Wars Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith was a, a new film. Uh, but like Vader going, no, someone had cut that in with the uh, Price is Right fail sound. Well, boom, 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 boom. No. <laughs> I remember that. Man. Yeah. So, so the site was funny for things like that. But um, in 2007, the someone made a video of uh mac tonight the mcdonald's moon uh, renaming him moon man uh as uh advocating uh for racism 
And so how did this meme do that? Um, I actually don't know. And mm. uh, I didn't, I didn't really look for the meme because I didn't really want to give traffic to that kind of thing. So basically it's, you look at it and it's obvious, has obvious intent. Uh, there was a time in the mid uh, 2010s where people were uh, update uploading videos uh, to YouTube of Moon Man using uh, text to speech software to uh, say uh, racist and hateful and sexist and homophobic things. And indeed, before the 2016 elections, uh, there's a lot of pro Trump, pro gun, pet pay pay. And Moon Man like crossover memes. Um, alt right memes weren't a thing that I I never really like seen or like deep dived into them at all. Like it's been like over a decade since I've even bothered looking at 4chan, right? And uh, but yeah, I didn't realize those uh they're loud and proud. Well, <laughs> those and, shameless memes. Well, and me and you are just so um like in terms of like our personal lives, we're so disconnected from like the kind of people who would like indulge in those kind of things. Yeah. I don't see Pepe memes like fucking any, anywhere, man. No, <laughs> neither do I. And, and it, I didn't even know that that frog character was adopted or moon man was adopted by the, the right. I thought it was just meme frog, <laughs> right? Like I didn't realize that became a, well, thing. and I knew about Pepe, the frog becoming, um, uh it in like around like 2016 or so becoming uh appropriated by the alt-right i knew about that from a uh, uh youtube series that i watch called internet today mm, with yeah. uh, ricky and elliot's they talk about things like that i knew when um a couple of fans showed up at a jordan peterson uh book signing with a pepe uh like flag and i was like wait what <laughs> uh yeah and indeed um a salon article compared uh moon man to pepe the frog uh and indeed in 2019 the anti-defamation league added moon man to their database of hate symbols which is unfortunate like all things considered i mean you can say that um like any character created for the purposes of marketing is like inherent has some inherent insidiousness to it. I know people who w would make that argument. All advertising is generated on the, the, the foundation of greed. Yeah, uh. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, there is logic to that argument and I yeah. don't even necessarily disagree with it, but I also just, sometimes I I'm willing to just look at something as just wholesome and fun which is indeed what i think of mac tonight as yeah so it's really unfortunate to see like something that is that that i view as like kind of fun and wholesome to be adopted by a by terrible and you by terrible people to represent terrible things that's happening more and more to our shit it is and i it's <laughs> it, it shit's gotta stop man yeah remember for a while uh sort of on topic but like the the okay or the nice symbol was trolled it, it was fake oh yeah that the, was the, supposed to the, be the thumb and the index finger together with, with your other three fingers up yeah that's the supposed okay. to just mean like nice but then that was for 4chan made fake spread around the internet that that was like a a secret um <clears throat> like white powered like symbol or something like that and i was like 
Oh man, a a a, a, a visual hail Hydra, if you will. <laughs> visual hail Hydra, if you will, and it's like, oh, it never ends. First they took Mac tonight. <laughs> now they're taking our Italiano hand signals. <laughs> also, when someone says sixty nine, how are you supposed to tell them when you're muted? How are you supposed to signal to steal third when you're whatever? <laughs> yeah, so it's been adopted. What what are you gonna do? And uh, what about since then? It's twenty twenty three now. Mac tonight has gone through different iterations. He's been in raps. He's been a smooth jazz singer. Um, he's been CG. Um, he's in terrible, uh, memes supporting Trump. Where is he now? Is he just gone? Uh, he's gone in, uh, all modern forms of, uh, of advertising, but Mac tonight will forever live on in our hearts. And that was the inaugural episode of the commercial zone. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where at the single $5 tier, you get access to a weekly exclusive podcast called the Super Lasercomb, a Patreon super show. Don't worry, uh, we don't even say it right every time. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. It's a... Uh, it's in reference to the old uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show from the uh, late 80s to early 90s. Uh, you, so yeah, you get access to that uh, uh, weekly exclusive podcast about once a, once a week or so. And a bunch of archival content like uh, 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 com- movie commentary tracks, which we should do another one of those pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we, we used to have a news and current events program called laser comb tonight. There's 38 episodes of that on there. There's old, uh, preamble recordings. And you also get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of another podcast of ours that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the laser comb podcast. Uh, so, That's if right. you, so if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash laser comb, uh, follow me on Twitter at lasercomb spelled the same way cal where can where can people follow you uh you can follow me on twitter and uh tiktok at neocal uh n-e-o underscore k-a-l on the next episode of the commercial zone we're gonna be um going for a blast it's it's gonna be a real blast because we're we're going uh we started off in the 80s, we're going to the 90s, and we're going to be talking about a little marketing campaign by Sega of America called Blast Processing. Amazing. So keep an eye out for that. And until then, I've been Christopher Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Cal, your other host. Thanks for listening. Don't touch that dial until next time.